Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I have a, a very lovely guest on here, up and coming talent, great woman. Mellow Rax is in the building. Hey. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. Excited to have you here. Me too. I found out about you because uh, a good friend of mine, Cleo, XXS and Tassion's mother, she actually reached out to me and she said, I got a new girl, I'm managing her, she's dope. Check her out. If you'd like to interview her, it might be a good look. I looked into it. I thought you were dope. Here we are today. Thank you so much. Appreciate Florida. You. Florida born. Barrett County on the fucking map. <laughs> and, but you're young, though. You're like 21 or something? I'm 20. I 20. just turned 20 September 4. Right. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your uh, upbringing. Um, I was pretty much on my own my whole life because um, my mom had five kids and we didn't have no dad. So it was like she spent so much time working to the point she was working like 24 hours a day. So it was like. We all raised ourselves, to be honest. She we raised each other. Five kids with the same dad, or no, four different guys. Four different guys. Holy <laughs> shit! And this just kept happening. <laughs> and you were the youngest one. Yeah. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. And so, were you like what? That kind was of- also being tough because the youngest, everyone was like, always picking on me because they felt like you know. Right. Yeah. So you probably had it the hardest out of everybody else as well. You kind of run to, run to the litter. You get picked on a little bit. Yeah. Damn. Facts. So what? What you grew up in Broward County, but you grew up in like a nice area. Was it was it a, a bad area, et cetera? Um, no, nah, I was just. I mean, I, I spent most of my time in the trenches though, in the hood, because that's just where I felt like I belonged. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just sort of gravitated towards that, or? I know that's where all my friends lived, and it just worked out that way, I guess. Right. Were you hanging out with your brothers and sisters, or were you making no, your own I was, connections? I was actually hanging out with, like, the older crowd. Like, I, I was in eighth grade hanging out with people in 11th grade. Like, I was just the young boy always running with the older. Yeah, always. Did you feel like you had, like, a, a dominant personality, like a powerful personality from early on or is this something that you kind of yeah grew my, into? my friends my age i didn't respect them i just looked at them like man y'all some little niggas <laughs> really yeah i don't know for some reason in my head i always felt older than i what i was interesting thanks okay and so then in your bio that i was reading up on it actually said that you uh got in the streets at a certain point i'm not sure exactly what a rap publicist means when they put that in a bio mm-hmm. but they said you're in the streets not, not no crazy stripper and prostitution shit, but yeah, I was in the streets. <laughs> when I see in the so that streets, that sounds crazy. When the girls, when usually when the girls in the streets, the first thing you think is like, okay, she's, you know, she's working. To, that is a good point. But nah, hell nah. I usually feel like they're trying to tell me that you were involved with 
the drug trade in some way or that you maybe shot somebody? No. Neither of those? Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. What were you doing in the streets? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think that's appropriate, but... Um, okay. Yeah. It wasn't no, no whole shit, though. I don't even know whole shit. You never even considered any of that? No. Mm-mm. That was totally off the table? Yeah. Okay. This is like pre-OnlyFans era? Um, there was an OnlyFans. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So you were just sort of like, what, running around trying to get some money? Um, mm, I was hustling, man. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. And so then at some point, this seems like this was probably a pretty uh, dramatic turn of events, is that you actually got shot. How did that happen? Um, yeah, so it's like the people around me started, you feel me, hating on me. And it's like that love turned hate, you think, they just got jealous of me, you know? Okay. I was just always so young and just outdoing, outdoing the grown folks. I was always standing on business. So it actually happened with some people that you were you were close to previously. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where did you get shot? As in, what do you mean? Like in your body. Um, I got shot in my back. Um, it came out my stomach. It went straight through. Where did this happen? Can you describe what the scenario was like? Um, it happened at my mother's house. And um, I was, one day I was at my mom's house and someone who's supposed to be my friend, they're like, um, hey, what's up? Um, they said some crazy shit. But you know, when you fuck with somebody so hard, you don't really think twice. Right. They said some shit like, um, where should I park? Mind you, this person been coming over forever. Mm-hmm. You know where to park. Right. But it's like, they're like, yeah, um, come show me where to park. And then, you know, I keep this shit in the street. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't really like giving out too much information. I feel like that's, you know, we keep the shit in the street. Right. But um, yeah, I went outside and shit just went left from there. Damn. That's yeah. So you got rushed to the hospital or what happened? Um, the police came and they was really more focused on like, what the fuck happened rather than me getting shot. Like they really kind of like left me bleeding there for a minute why they try to figure out like what the scenario was it was like so the ambulance it felt like man it felt like forever really if i thought it was over with. you lost a lot of blood yeah it was blood like i actually i actually used my blood to help me get to the door because i was just i could I was, I was out of it i couldn't even walk couldn't even get up you had, had to follow the tracks of your own blood yeah i had to like i was like dragging myself to the door Literally. Holy shit. Some crazy shit. Then I opened the door and then, then my son's right there. It was crazy. Oh, so you already had your son at this point? Yeah. How old were you when you had your kid? Um, I had my son at 16. 16. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming the dad is uh, not around at this point when you're getting shot or um, is he still a part of this? I was actually with the... I just recently left the dad like a year ago, two years ago, but I was with the dad since then. And oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good at least. It, yeah. d- it didn't work out though. Um, um, my career choice actually is what really caused all my relationships to, you know. It's hard to date a rapper. I mean, it's hard. No, 
no girl, no guy wants no girl who's gonna be in the studio all day, and then she gotta get up and fly here. Then I might have to go meet up with this nigga and do a feature. And I'm like, well, why you gotta go meet up with this nigga? And mm. you're pretty. They're always gonna think you fucking them. Mm. No matter what nigga I stand to, they gonna think I'm fucking them. Like that's just it. Like I, it's like I really can't really, you know. Right. <laughs> I gotta be careful what I show the world because they gonna be like, yeah, she just fucking this nigga, she fucking that nigga. So yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you go do a video with somebody, it's like, yeah, you're around that rapper, but you're also around his like, you know, twenty cool friends. And if it's you're... like I can't bring you. That's unprofessional. I'm not gonna right. be someone walking around with my man. Nah, I'm not doing it. Or you're gonna have to treat him like safari, and nobody's allowed to know that you're dating. Boy. Oh my God! I mean, that's how it was for a long. I, I I fuck with Safari, but I'm saying like for a long time, people thought he was just the makeup artist or the gay homie or whatever. Like they didn't think that he was the one dating her because she never told the world that they were dating. I understand, but yeah, I understand. A lot of guys don't want to be in that role. Um, I feel like if someone really loves you, they're gonna play whatever role. Mm. So, you know, they're gonna play whatever role they gotta play for you to get to where you need to go. A lot of guys just want a girl who's going to sort of be their cheerleader, though. And they don't want to be the cheerleader. Mm, yeah, okay. But being in this OnlyFans game, though, I meet a lot of guys who are okay with being a cheerleader. Mm-hmm. They got, like, 200 followers. I don't think it's really a cheerleader, but... Yeah, you know, but, you know, it takes I a... I think it's just being private, you know? People mm. don't need a really... I feel like when you love something, keep it private anyway, so... And people... I, I like to keep them wondering, you mm. know? Fair enough. Okay, so wait, you're following the trail of your own blood back into the house and you see your child, who I guess at this point is what, like one or two years old, pretty young? He was crawling. He was like a couple months. He was like maybe six, seven months. Yeah, like six, seven months. He was still a baby, baby. And what do you think when you see your kid in that moment? Um, I was like, damn, I can't die because I got to take care of him. Like, that's all I was thinking. Like, oh my God, who's going to take care of him? Who's mm. going to make sure he's good? Because it's like, I was 16, 17, taking care of my whole family. Really? Yeah, my, my mom did work because I'm Haitian. If you Haitian, you know our parents are always going to work. Mm. But the money was never enough, but she's always going to work. My mom wasn't the type of mom to stay home and not work, even if I was, you know, I was still doing what I had to do for my people. But my mom was always still going to work. And it was like, I was, I, I really, I really hold the family down like it's a foundation and keep everybody together. So I was just like, What's everybody else gonna do? I wasn't really worried about me. I, I, I was, but I was thinking about him. I was just like, wow. And it's just like, all this around him, he could have got hurt. That's mm. all I kept thinking. Like, I failed him. I'm like, I, I felt like such failure. That's why, like, now I still struggle with leaving the house with him, him going places. It's like something I'm having a problem with. It's like I keep him trapped. But, mm. yes. I wish the people that shot you were thinking about the fact that you're a mom before that happened. Um, when it comes to that money, you ain't thinking nothing. Mm. Yeah. That's what they were thinking about. Interesting. Yeah, it's money, so it ain't. And nigga, eat your whole face off about that money. I mean, it just changes how you think about everything once you start. Because, like, I was always the kind of person that was like, eh, if I die, whatever. You know, if I just fucking get in a car crash tonight and I'm gone, eh, it is what it is. You know, I, I lived a good life. Like, I'm not going to know that I'm dead when I'm dead. But then once you have a kid, it just becomes like, oh, fuck, you know, like you, you all of a sudden are responsible for something so much bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of anxiety being a parent, especially so young, because it's like I'm still I'm still figuring out myself. You know, every day I learn something new about me. Yeah. 
I mean, you, you seem pretty grown up and like you've had a lot of life experience, but at the same time, you're 20. Yeah. So it's like everything still has to be kind of new. Um, okay, so you walk in, you see your kid. What, what what process do you take from there to do? Like, do you collapse at some point, or you do you wait for the cops, or? Um, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> Actually, grab my phone. At least she has a sense of humor about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I laugh about that shit now. I feel like it, it was supposed to happen. Okay. I feel like it was supposed to. I don't. I don't. Yeah. It is what it is. You know. I don't cry over spilt milk. You know. But that's one yeah, way to describe <laughs> getting shot: spilt milk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? Mm-mm. But yeah, I started. I started calling like the people that was real close to me. Like, I called his dad or whatever. I actually Facetimed his dad. Then I caused his dad to speed over to me, and his dad got into a bad car crash and totaled his whole car oh on the way to God. me. So it was like he could have lost both parents that day. Wow. Like his car was totaled, all airbags deployed. Thank God, knock on wood. Like that's why I'm like, yo, I really have a purpose. That's what really makes me feel like I got a purpose and like I'm a living testimony because of all the shit that really could have happened. But it's like God just keeps saving me every time, every time. Right. It's like... You got a purpose. So your your baby daddy's speeding over there, and speeding then speeding over and there, and he gets in this car accident, so he can't even. It started raining while he was speeding. Oh my god, it sounds like a, the worst movie. Yeah, he had a GT sixty three, so it was so crazy. As soon as I got shot, it started pouring. You know when you die, they say if it rains, you go to heaven. I'm like, oh shit, this is the process. It's raining on me. I'm just looking up, and it's raining, and yeah, he spent out his car, totaled that shit. Okay, but then at some point the ambulance shows up, or what? Yeah, the ambulance shows up, and yeah, I just remember waking up in the hospital like, ah, because I looked down, I had I, I had tubes in my throat, couldn't walk, couldn't move, fucking bag on my stomach, it was bad. It yeah, was you had bad. a shit bag for a while, huh? Yeah. That's crazy. How long? Like, eleven months. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever met anybody who actually had to like live with a colostomy bag for a while. Was that like the worst experience? Yeah, you know, you're not living. <laughs> get, getting shot is gonna be worse, but yeah, I was very like, oh my god, so much times I wanted to just like say, yo, fuck this. It's not a life. Like, I'm I'm thankful I got it off because if I had to live like that, I don't I don't know how it would be. What really kept what really keeps me here right now is my son. Like. Mm. Cause I was in a horrible state of mind. That's why I'm like, now that I got my mental right, I stress it so much that mental health is so important. Mm. Cause it's like whatever's in your head, you can. It, it really turns. It makes your reality. You know. Was there just a lot of depression associated with? Hell yeah! Like who, being who, stuck who, with a bag hanging out wants, of you. And who wants to be around somebody with a bag? What mother wants to be a parent with a bag? Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't want to go around my son with this. This is dirty. Like, you know? I don't yeah. Know. You know, he's a beautiful, clean baby, and I just always felt dirty. Like, I never felt clean. I was like, what's the point of me doing my hair? What's the point of me doing my makeup? When you lift my shirt up, I'm dirty. Wow. I didn't like it. It was really challenging. That was the biggest test that I ever got. When you find, did, But you thought that whole time that you might not be getting rid of it either, right? Um, they kept playing with me. Like they, they kept like pushing it back, saying they gotta check this, check that. And really, they at one point they was like, "You gotta pay for the surgery because your insurance don't cover this." Because they like, we saved your life. You trying to take this bag off is cosmetic because you don't like that bag. That has nothing to do with us. Mm. You know, 
And it's like, I didn't have the proper insurance and I had like the cheap shit, like, you know? So it was crazy. Wow. So 11 months with that shit and then you, you get it off. And by that, by the time you get it off, are you feeling like pretty good physically? Like everything else had kind of started to... Man, when I got it off, I felt like I got my life back. And mm. it was just, ever since that day, I looked at life different. Like I never cared about money anymore, shoes. And I used to think that's everything. Mm. I, don't, I never chased it. It just, I just let the money come. Before I was chasing the money, like this, this money is everything, you know? But when I was fucked up, all that shit can't do shit for for me, you know? Mm. Yeah, and I just want, I crave the things in life that money can't buy. Interesting. So you had like a, an, a religious experience that basically made you forget about that like city girl influence you had previously had in your life. Like when I hear about girls just being sort of after purses and shoes and shit, I'm like... This I is mean, what happens I'm when the city the girls shit, taking though. over the world, bro. <laughs> Don't get it fucked up. You feel me? I'm, I'm with my Birkin shit. You feel me? Like you heavy, are. heavy on it. Because that, that's one of the main but, things I got from your music for sure. But I'm just saying now that shit means nothing. Like it's just an image, like mm. you know. But all that, if I ain't have it, I'll be the same bitch. Mm. You know, if I ain't have none of that shit, I feel like I'll be the same bitch right now. Like that shit don't make. Right. So how did that change you? You stopped running around the streets. You stopped caring about money as much? Or did you um, stop? Did you no, 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 take no. a big step I, back from the streets? I didn't, I didn't stop running around from the streets. I actually, I started moving like a demon in the streets. Like, I ain't, I ain't trust nobody. I was like, nah, I ain't fucking with nobody. I was just on some me shit. I think it made me go harder and I was more hungry, you know? And I just turned to, like, heartless. Like, I ain't want no love. I ain't want none of that shit. I ain't want no friends. That's why I feel like right now, when I'm doing my music shit, it's like the more you elevate, the less people I fuck with. And it's like, I'm used to that. I feel like in a way it prepared me and it trained my mind for I feel like I can handle anything now. You mm. know? Definitely. So, okay. Were you thinking about rap before you got shot or is this something that came into your mind afterwards? Afterwards. Okay. What was the, uh, the influence? Was it like, oh, this is something I could do that could take me out of the streets per se? Um, it honestly all started, I was in the hospital and I couldn't talk, but I was humming and I just found myself just falling in love with music. Like mm. I just fell in love with music. Like it healed my pain. I feel like a lot of music just started healing my pain. And then January, a couple of years later, and then January came earlier and I was just like, I'm taking my music career serious. And then I was playing my music for Cleo because we always we always were bonding, you know? So you had known her before you got shot? Yeah. No, not before I got shot. Okay. How'd you get in touch after that, though? And, and did you already have music out online when you met no. her? No. No. Okay. Not at all. I met Cleo at a party. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was, she was beautiful. She was in a long coat. She just looked so, such a boss lady. And I'm like, I always wanted a female to look up to, mm. you know? Cause it was like I'm so used to being so young in the boss, and it's like I'm the boss, but it's still stuff I feel like I could could have got help, and I feel like if I would have had her early in my life, a lot of shit that I did in the past wouldn't have happened because she's what really like also she gave me so much gems. To now I don't take nothing personal. I know how to react to everything. Like I used to be very emotional. Like mm -hmm. she told me, there's no emotions in this. Business is business. Just you know like. You, 
it's really a way to think. She really she trained my brain to think a certain way. But yeah, I met her and I was just like, yo, just, she's such a fucking boss. And I was just that like really drawn me drawn me to her. And I was like, this is who I need to be around because I feel like she's gonna like you know like. I don't even like when you're around bad energy, it just brings you down. Oh, yeah. She's just light. Like, she shines so bright. She's so, such a good heart. Like, she's such an amazing person. Right. Yeah, like. And so, did she encourage you to make music or? Um, No, she heard my music and she was like, we're going to go somewhere with this. She was like, you got it. You're a star. And she just believed in me. And her believing in me, it just made me believe in myself. I believed in myself, but. The way she believed in me, like, no, you're a star. You got this. You know? Right. She just gave me that. She put that battery in my back, and I was just like, I just looked in the mirror, and I'm like, yo, I got to see who the fuck I am for real. Right. You know? Like, you already had some some confidence, but her believing you just put it over the top where you were Facts. like, fuck, if she believes in me, then I, I guess I can really I do like, this. We, we, we just stick together. We can just make it, you know? Right. Definitely. When you when you say you were in the hospital just listening to music and music started really affecting you, was there any music in particular you were listening to or, or what was it that started to have that effect on you? It's so crazy. A lot of the music that I was listening to was X's album. Really? That's so crazy to me. Like, literally. And this before he passed or? Um... Like he, four years ago, so maybe a little bit before. Yeah, a little bit before, but he was also sometimes in jail. Yeah. So he wasn't really never out like that. So it was like a lot of the music was, yeah. Right, but you didn't meet Cleo until he had passed. Yeah. Right. After. Okay. But we, but he went to Piper and I went to Piper too. But no. You guys went to the same high school. Yeah, I but, was closer with Ming, his okay. his homeboy. We was closer, but. Me and him, we never, we never really like. Got, mm -mm. Was, mm. I would see him, but we never like spoke. That's why it's so crazy to me. I'm like, wow, this boy I used to see at Piper, and now look, and I'm so close with Cleo. Yeah, it's just crazy and it's like surreal. But even just that of seeing somebody from your high school get so big, that That's, must have kind of made you realize, like, oh fuck, like this yeah. kind of could happen to the me. Top artist yeah kind of good yeah. <laughs> facts i always tell him like you make me feel like i could be somebody <laughs> right mm -hmm. wow that's crazy so okay then what is the process of you getting in the studio or do, did you work like really closely with cleo on the music side of things or were you just making music and bringing it back to her um i was just recording mad music and then we went on a road trip i started playing my music for her oh really yeah. a road trip where we went on a road trip to atlanta it was this um it was this weekend going on. I don't remember, but it was like a huge weekend. Everyone was in Atlanta. So we all went on a road trip there. I was playing my music and she's like, this is you? She was like, you sing and you rap? She's like, play another one, play another one. And then she just was just like falling in love with everything. And then, you know, the Broward was already like going crazy for me. So it was just like, before, before music, I already had like love from the streets cause I was always putting on for my city. So it was like, and my Haitians, my Zoles, because mm. it's not really much to put on for who else, you know? Right. Damn, that's crazy. But so then once once you start working with her, like, did you sign like a formal management deal with her or, or how official was this? Um, No, she actually um didn't sign any paperwork. I'm the one who really pushed it on her. She was, she was really my manager for free. She wasn't even getting paid. 
she was on she was my manager not getting paid on top of that she was investing she was investing money in me without even no paperwork like she just believed in me uh-huh. and she just was like she's she just felt like my loyalty and I wasn't going to turn on her she even Bob Celestin she even like made sure like anyone tried to send me anything like I had a lawyer to review everything like she all all everything she had she gave me access to it like she was like I got your back with this you know like I'm not gonna leave you leave you out here because I don't know anything, you know? Right. I don't know. People was charging me like 3000 for one beat. My mm. first song, I paid 3000 for the beat. One beat. Right. And it's like, now I'm, I'm just getting 100 beats for free right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? I was paying the 3000 for one beat. So it was like... Wow. That's funny because uh, you, you meet so many people who just get into the game and they just completely fuck it up their first time around. And then... They have a lot of knowledge after that. It's like it's so valuable to sort of have somebody giving you that knowledge in advance before you go and sign contracts without a lawyer and all this kind of bad mistakes that people make. It is. Definitely. So, like, how do you approach your music or how do you view it? Like, what's your uh, attitude on the kind of stuff that you speak on on music or what you think that the people want from you? Um, In a way, I feel like, I don't know, I just feel like I'm a superstar. I don't think I'm... Uh, a rapper, I feel like I'm a rock star, a pop star, and it's just how I express myself, and I don't put myself in a box, like, one day I'll wake up and I want to sing, the next day I'll wake up and I want to rap, and then I want to make a pop song, and then I want to rock out, I want to make a rock song, like, I just, I love it all. Definitely, yeah, like, I heard you on that song with I swear, Vezo. I was like, oh shit, okay. She's, she's no, doing a lot right of now, different things here. But right now, I'm only rapping because we don't want to confuse the audience. So oh, early. really? Yeah, so it's like one side, I have a lot of songs of all types. So it's like, that'll just be like, I feel like a clusterfuck to just throw it all out there at mm. once. It'll just be all over the place. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you hear people say all the time about, like, dude, Like, do you want to rap or yeah. sing? Oh, they'll be like, oh, he's like a singer, isn't he? Or, like, you know, it's so hard for people to, like, comprehend yeah, two so things at like once. Yeah, so I feel like once I solidify myself in my rap music, then I'll show them this side. Right. Then show them that side, rather than just throw this out, then that's out. Then you're just confusing everybody, like, okay, do you rap or do you sing? Right. Um, do you feel like, so far, have your looks been an asset for what you're trying to build or do you feel like it's kind of a pain in the ass because people want to talk about you know the way you look rather than your music um yeah some people think that i get advantages because of my looks but honestly i think the real beauty of me is inside and my my features is just a plus like if you're a real bitch you're a real nigga you're gonna fuck with me Mm. and it's just like yeah and a lot of people i feel like have talent but they don't got the look Mm. So they don't really go nowhere with it Because I feel like Nowadays how I feel personally I feel like music is really your personality And you being yourself Because it's just like you Just just do it Like I don't know when the world could feel like they feel you Through your music and you just you uh, Yeah you just Express yourself on the internet and, Yeah it's really your personality You don't really have to be talented anymore Cause like the shit I see, the people who go up is the ones who really express themselves on the internet, and you can feel them. Right. Yeah, like a lot of people who are fans of you, they want to see you live your life 
day to day. They want to see the real you. It's not really necessarily all about the music. Yeah, like facts. they'll support the music and shit uh, if they really like you. But a lot of times, like their version of you liking you is you is seeing you on your Instagram story facts. being funny and cool and shit for months and months and months before you drop a song, and then facts. they go fuck with the song because they already feel like they have this connection facts. to you. Facts. Mm. You gotta make them love you. Definitely. But do, okay, do you have the problem where you want to work with a male rapper? You tap in with them, and it's automatically like, oh, yeah, yeah, you should, like, come to my hotel room or whatever. I hear this from girls. It can be tough um, to, like, make yourself a, an artist in the eyes of your male contemporaries, right? I mean, yeah. Like, I had one experience. I was supposed to do a feature with this artist, and then we pull up, and then it just instantly started flirting. And it's just like, um, okay. And then, like... Yeah, it's just awkward and yeah, and then it's just like fuck it, bro. Let's just not even do it. <laughs> yeah, because you're in your head like, uh, like, like that's so why is this not gonna happen? When you come or? from the streets to the industry, it's just like being a female is just like it's even worse. You're in your head thinking like, oh, so am I gonna, I'm gonna like kind of be nice to this guy for a little while here, yeah, just like, so he I, does I the feature. I gotta kiss your ass for you to get in the booth. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But that's what it is. Like, also, I feel like I don't hit niggas up to do songs and shit, cause I feel like I'm at my level. Not saying like I'm at like. A, I feel like once I get to that, once I once I get when I once I reach my peak, y'all niggas gonna be at my feet. Mm. So I'm not gonna go looking for no niggas, and I don't expect nobody to be looking for me with three songs out. Well, two solid songs. I just dropped the freestyle. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I don't expect for these niggas to be at my feet, but they will be, for sure. I like the confidence. Oh, for sure. But are you, do you have to be careful with how you put yourself out there these days? Because like I noticed that you're all covered up right now. Like, do you, do you do you go out of your way? to make it so that people think less about your body or how you look and try to focus more on your music? Yeah, I'm actually covered up right now because my shirt is like see-through oh, and okay. I, was supposed to, I was supposed to stop and get a whole bunch of shit. I was supposed to stop and get some press-ons. Well, Flex on the Mink is always a good look too, right? Facts, <laughs> you know. If you know, you know. I don't, know. I don't, don't know, but I assume it seems, <laughs> seems expensive. You, you know, you know I ain't trying to flex, but you feel me? But yeah, right. I didn't want to be late. So I was like, let me just put the coat on cover right you feel me but so do you have to think about that like if you had a big photo shoot in a magazine tomorrow oh no i love to flaunt my body i feel okay. like my body's art i love my body and I, I feel like i spent so long hating my body that now that i just love my body now and it's just self-love i love my scar i embrace it like some people be like um i had a stylist I actually stopped working with her because she was like why don't you get some pieces that cover your stomach some more? You're always wearing, like, two pieces. You don't want to cover your scar. And from then, I just started looking at her different because it's like, you're telling me to cover up me. So it was like, anyone who doesn't like my scar, you're not a friend of me because mm. you would embrace embrace my pain, you know? Right. Like, because you for, it's expressing myself. You will forever see, like, you know, dudes in music videos or in hood vlogs or whatever where they're pulling up their shirt and showing that they got the fucking giant ass, like, stitches going up the, the center of their abdomen, like, because they got shot and they had to remove it or whatever. And it's like, mm -hmm. we all look at that and we're like, oh, fuck, like, you automatically know this dude been through some shit. You, uh -huh. you kind of give him some default respect right there. Why, why don't we extend that privilege to women? I don't know. Why is it supposed to be like shameful if you're a woman and you got shot? If you're a dude and you got shot, like dudes have whole rap careers off of getting shot. Off of like I got shot a few times and it's like now look at me, I'm so tough, you know. 
Because I dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and we give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, all right, man, shit, I ain't been shot. I don't know what it's like. All right. Facts. Because, nigga, I, I guess because, I don't know, man. It is what it is. Mm. I feel like I'm too tough. Feel me? I sustained that and I kept it moving. Too mm. tough. I'm like that. Definitely. Did you sign a Lil Wayne? Yes, I did. How did this happen? Um, I got walked through. Um, Mac Man and Cleo, they made it happen. Really? So Cleo helped introduce you to the Young Money um, camp? Cleo hit up Mac. She was like, yo, this girl's dope. Check her out. So I wasn't thinking nothing of it. Um, we... I woke up one day and we had a we had an appointment to be at the studio and everybody was there and it was like, What's up? We wanna hear some shit. Mm-hmm. And then Wayne was there, Mac was there, a couple other studio people was there, Cleo was there, Chrissy was there, like my whole team was there with me, my day to day, and it was just like, yo, we gonna it was just like let's make Let's make history, you know? Really? Facts. Wow. Then from there, I just started going ham every day. So Lil Wayne, like, what kind of shit was he saying to you about your music and stuff? Like, how involved was he in this conversation? Um, He was very involved, very, very respectful, very uplifting. And he was just like, he was like, I fuck with you. I fuck with your music. And I fuck with the shit you talking about, especially at your age, for the way you talking for the stuff you saying, you know, it was very um, for to, to, for me to hear that from him, being he's such a fucking legend. Like, mm. like I just look up to him so much, and me being signed to him, and I look up to him so much. It just makes me want to make great music, and it just motivates me. Like he motivates me a lot. The whole the whole Young Money just motivates me a lot. I feel very blessed, and like I feel like I'm a part of a legacy now, mm. you know. And it just it just feels amazing it's surreal i can't even explain the feeling it feels blessed i feel like music saved my life now i have something to love and focus on and i just wake up every day just loving my life you know i have a passion now like it's in my heart for sure wow and they believed in me so it just you know gave me a lot of confidence as well too right yeah i mean like Lil Wayne pretty much seen and done everything that you could possibly do in the music game you know he's he's been locked up at the height of his success he's you know been on top of the game for like 10 plus years he was Facts. like a, a basically like a child star rapper at one point he's rapping at since he was eight years old right That's all the way amazing. up to now where he's like a fucking legend in the game and nobody can take shit away from him i mean having somebody Open like so that much doors just yeah. so legendary having like, somebody like that in your corner is kind of like best case for him is just goat for real yeah and for me to get to be a part of that it's like Wow, surreal. Have you guys actually worked on music together yet? Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to be saying that. Well, I mean, it's not out yet, but you can um, acknowledge that you work together. We got some dope shit, all of us, everybody got some dope shit. Wow. Yeah. That's fire. Got some dope shit. I'm just building, building, you know. Rome wasn't built in a day. Nope. So I'm just, I'm just ready to put in the work mm. and just do whatever I got to do. And we're so used to, like, rappers blowing up young or whatever that it's like you know i mean you're super young you got like plenty of time before anybody's gonna be looking at you like oh she's been out here for a while Mm -hmm. why is she doing this yet you know no i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna work really hard so 
so I get my respect earned, you know? Right. I want people to see me instead of, like, see past me. Just see my, see, fall in love with my music. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah, so, like, do you have any specific, like, plans for how you're going to keep releasing music? Or, like, do, do you want to wait a good amount of time before you put any music with Wayne out? Um, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think there's no reason why I should just, I don't, I don't want to mm. just pop out with a song with him. Right. Because it was like, where's the growth? No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you leapfrog past all the underground yeah. rappers that are kind of more on your level or whatever and go straight to the top, then it's kind of like, then it's almost weird when you go back and work with somebody who's mm-hmm. got the same number of followers as you as what or whatever. Like, I, I, I would definitely I mean, build I up wouldn't to even, it. I mean, I only work with people who I feel like it makes sense. Bigger yeah. than, you know, like their platform, like it makes sense. Mm. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly, I want some single records. I want to show my talent by myself. I want to stand on my two feet, and then, you know, then hit him in the head. But yeah, I got mad features with mad people, mad fiery music. Really? So I got some beautiful music. That's in, yeah, Crazy. a lot of dope people, and a lot some a lot of rappers that really supported me before other people supported me like like yadi oh yadi did too that's interesting yeah. how did that been got some fire shit um i met yadi at i met yadi in new york at a, I, I met i met yadi at a studio at Fabio studio session i met yadi nice and, and have so you guys worked on anything together yeah we got some fire shit coming mm-hmm. about to drop soon fire shit what made you want to work with Vezo? Vezo, I just love the Detroit vibe. I feel like the Detroit influenced my music a lot. Mm. So I was like, who's the best in Detroit? And I just felt like he's 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 the best in Detroit. You know what I'm saying? And I really appreciate him. He really showed, he flew down. He came and showed love. You know, he did the video. And I just feel like then he had concerts. He invited me to. He brought me out and it's like, People don't, people don't really do that, you know. People be so focused on themselves. Yeah. They don't really care. You're an upcoming artist, and you want, you want to be on the concert, and you want to come. They don't care about he's that. Yeah, real one. And you know what I like about Bezo too is that he's like in a super serious relationship with his, yeah. his girl. Like he's he's super upfront about it, which is like, it almost seems weird to even say it, but like a lot of rappers just kind of lie and just act like they're single for their whole career. Facts. So it's kind of cool to see him like openly. He had a whole family. He yeah, he's kids. really building something with his yeah. family and shit, and, and he speaks about it, which I think it's it's important that we normalize that. Like as a rapper, you don't need to just like act like you're fucking sixteen and single forever, you know? <laughs> sixteen and single forever. Well, I mean, just a lot of rappers like want to sort of perpetuate this like fantasy that they're like a little kid forever, you know? Hell yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Um, I was curious about this. You dated Kodak for a while. What did you say? Co- Kodak <laughs> Black. Oh my god. Sniper Gang. It's the SG. Yeah. What was that? When was that? How long did that last? Um. When was that? <laughs> like six months ago. Okay. Yeah. And it didn't turn into anything. I'm guessing. I mean, or are you guys still kind of talking? I mean, we don't we don't talk, but um, I wish him the best. I want the best for him, and it's just it, we weren't the persons for each other. Persons. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's for me. 
Yeah. Why are you holding your tongue so much? Did the label tell you to? <laughs> what? Or you just don't want him mad Honestly, at you? the label doesn't tell me anything. I'd be thinking they're going to be like, give me a handbook of what to do <laughs> and not to do. They don't. They really like let me do me and be myself for real. But Right. But now I just feel like I'm too real to, to like, you know, I feel like I'm exposing a nigga. Mm. I say some shit. Respect. You know what I mean? But it's like, even if we fall out, I'm always say, man, I fuck with him. Mm. So even even we ain't cool, the whole world gonna think we cool because I just got to keep it real, you know? Because at one point, you feel me? Mm. But just because we can't we can't sit at the same table with each other no more, that don't mean uh, I'm gonna, I, I want your plate to be snatched or some shit. And man. that's just another way of you making it clear that you ain't like these other hoes out there. Because bitches love to do that shit now. It's like they, they want to have a whole career off of talking about, like, oh, I used to hang out with this rapper. This is what he's like, yada, yada, Actually, you know? Actually, like, when I hang out with rappers, I don't want to take pictures with them because I want them to feel like it's genuine. I'm not around for the clout. Mm. But it was like people think that, oh, she was she was um, taking pictures with, with him for clout and this and this and that, but... No, he wanted to do it. Like, it was never something I wanted to do. Like, it was always something he wanted to do. Like, he wanted to show the world. Like, you know, I was always cool with, you know. I seen him on live feeling on your booty. He looked like he was in, on cloud nine. Like, he was the, in the happiest place <laughs> he had ever been in. Like, he was just, he was loving it. Oh, my it. God. He definitely wanted to be there. Yeah, I don't. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, he is. He outside. For sure. For sure. But let me ask you this, because, like, when we talk, I always talk about X and Kodak as, like, those are kind of, like, the two young kings of South Florida. Like, you know, and two very different categories, two very different upbringings, styles of music, et cetera. X is a fucking put Broward on a fucking map. Facts. But do you learn anything from being around that environment with Kodak, too, since he's obviously, like, one of the greatest rappers to come from that area? Um, I just, one thing about him, he just beats himself, I could say, a lot. To the extreme. To the extreme, <laughs> like, he don't give a fuck. Nah. Like, you want to know the definition of don't give a fuck is him. Yeah. But I learned a lot of stuff, too, but, yeah, but, yeah, good for him, though. Good for him. Good oh, for him. Yeah. For sure. Um... Okay. Well, you know, I'm definitely impressed. It's actually kind of like hard to even believe that you're 20 because you just seem like you have a very good head on your shoulders. Like you've been through a lot. Like you're ready for taking on this challenge. Yeah. It's, I'm just ready. Let's get over it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, so do you have a game plan? Like when you're going to be dropping new music? Do you have like a project in um, mind that's going to be coming out at some point? We're focused on dropping singles. I'm trying to be consistent as possible. I think I'm going to be dropping like a single every two weeks actually oh, nice. and then just come out with an album hell yeah with all major features and all this shit and just all my fire music that i'm holding back just drop it on there and just go crazy and just fuck this shit up definitely that's exciting um okay anybody you want to thank anything you want to let the people know to look out for hell yeah um look out for my next single what i want mellow racks you feel me Shout out to Tunchi, shout out to Cleo, shout out to Mac Main, 
Shout out to Young Fucking Money. You know what the fuck going on. <laughs> shout out to Broward Fucking County, man. You already know. And shout out to Adam for bringing me out. I really appreciate it. You're a real one for that one. I'm a, really I'm a big believer. I think I think you oh, got Oh, yeah. Shout out to Solomon. Shout out to Solomon. Solomon doesn't get the, the props he deserves for sure. Me? Well, he's dealing with my headache right now. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've been driving him crazy all morning. You're a nightmare for a manager? <laughs> Yeah. Really? It's a lot. Really? <laughs> you're a like lot. a real diva? Like you, you ain't even been on for that long and you're like already like... Oh, no. I'm super like down to earth and real humble. Like I'll never turn to a diva. Okay. I, I know that for a fact. I'm always stay like this. Well, that's good. Yeah, facts. That's a good thing to hear because most of these girls turn into divas at some point. Hell no, nah, my nigga. Later on, I'm going to come back, pull up on you, smoke a joint. <laughs> All right. You smoke weed, but nothing else or... Oh, oh, only oh, me. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, nah, I'll be getting fucked up, Adam. Get fucked up, fucked up. <laughs> For sure. All yeah. right, well, Mellorax, appreciate you coming through. Thank you, man. Appreciate much, you. Much love. Mellorax, no jumper, coolest podcast Dang in the world. Shit. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, Apple Music, no, Apple Podcast apps, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, Patreon, OnlyFans, all that shit. All like, right, y'all gonna subscribe. stream diamonds right fucking now, man. You already know what the fuck going on. Diamonds. That way. Okay, no jumper. Appreciate y'all. We out. We out.